The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. I'm Pastor Chris. Welcome to Coastal Community Church. Welcome to 2016, uh, the first Sunday of the new year. Um, You know, at the end of every year, uh, we get bombarded in the media with uh, one recurring theme that they do without fail every year, the year in what? The year in review. Now, why in the world do they do that every year? Is it, is it just because, uh, you know, everybody's on vacation and, um, you know, it's a good filler? Uh, yes, probably so. That's probably the main reason. Um, but I do think there is something uh, nostalgic and, and even something good about reflecting on the year behind, uh, to, to reflect on the, on the past year and look back at that year every year. Uh, every year as a church, every year as an individual, a family, a company, um, is filled with ups and downs, right? Um, highs and lows, uh, tragedy and triumph. Um, a lot of mistakes probably made, uh, but hopefully lots and lots of lessons learned. So here's what we're going to do today at Coastal. And if you've been at Coastal for any length of time, more than like several years, you know that this is uh, kind of a tradition here at Coastal, either the last Sunday of the year or the first Sunday of the new year. Uh, We we like to look back uh, with the rest of the world on 2015. And I want us as a church uh, to talk about for a moment and to look at uh, what we've done and where we've been uh, as a church in 2015. I think it's a good thing. I think it's good. It's good for me as a pastor, good for us as a church. It's a good way uh, to kind of, you know, close the chapter, uh, just to close that one chapter and to start another. Now, if you're new here today, if you're a guest, please do not uh, check out on this. I think this will be actually very interesting for you uh, to kind of take a look at you know, where, where this church has been, some things that we've learned to kind of get a taste of, of who we are. And, uh, and then next Sunday, today is the year in review, next Sunday is the year ahead. And we're gonna talk about uh, where we're going as a church and some things that I, I see for us in 2016. And I hope you don't miss that uh, either. So before we talk about where we've been as a church, I want us to uh, have some fun, hopefully, and talk about uh, where we've been and what we've experienced as a people uh, in 2015. Now, the, the, to start this off, I know this might seem a little morbid, uh, but one thing they always do without fail in every year in review is list some of the famous people who what? Who died that past year. So I want to do the same thing. Uh, some of these names, depending on your generation, how old you are, you may or may not recognize some of these people. Uh, this, is not, this is definitely not an exhaustive list, uh, just a snapshot of some of the famous people who passed away in 2015. First of all, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, anybody, what, anybody know his nickname by, by any chance? The American Dream. Come on, no wrestlers here. Okay, anyway, um, uh, Meadowlark Lemon of, of Harlem Globetrotter fan, Fred Thompson, uh, Marine, Marine O'Hara, uh, Wes Craven of Friday the 13th fame, uh, Frank Gifford, Dean Jones from a lot of old Disney movies, Jerry Tarkanian, got to have that towel in his mouth, uh, Omar Sharif, uh, Ken Stabler, uh, Dick Van Patten, 
a lot of family shows. Christopher Lee, people know him now from that character, but if you were old enough, you remember uh, Dracula. B.B. Uh, King, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Stuart Scott from ESPN, Dean Smith, Robert Shuler passed away this past year, Ernie Banks, Jackie Collins, Yogi Berra, it's not over till it's over, um, and Mario Cuomo. Uh, just a small list of uh, people who passed away in 2015. I'll be honest with you, uh, as a pastor and as a church, it just seemed like, man, we had a lot of loved ones from our church pass away this past year. And, uh, you know, I, I realize that that's a part of life. And, and uh, you know, the older I get, obviously, that's a part of life. And, and even a part of a growing church, you know, the more and more as we grow, the more people we include in our family, you know, the more we'll have people who have loved ones passed away. But it just seemed like I felt it more this year. For, for a while, you know, especially those on our prayer team, I'm sure they can relate to this. It just seemed like a week did not go by uh, for a little span there in our prayer request where someone uh, didn't have a loved one who passed away. Uh, by the way, a little side note, um, that's why our life groups are so important. Um, that's why being, you know, getting connected into the family of God really, really is important. Now, uh, depending on what type of show you were watching this past year, whether news, sports, or entertainment, uh, here are some of the top stories from 2015. Uh, sadly, ISIS and terrorist attacks topped the news and uh, became common household terms. And these images are you know, very, very common. Uh, Paris and Syria still fresh in our minds. Uh, political, social, and racial unrest seem to be the constant you know, in 2015 with the Supreme Court decision on same-sex marriage, the migrant crisis in Europe, shootings all across our country, uh, San Bernardino, Portland, Louisiana, Colorado, all in the headlines. Uh, during the down news cycles, you know, we had uh, Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn Jenner, Tom Brady and Deflategate, um, and anything that Donald Trump said, uh, you know, filling, <laughs> filling the air. 2014, like the year before, we had the uh, ice water bucket challenge. In 2015, we had the dress. You know, I don't know if you remember this, you know, it shut down the internet. Uh, is it black and blue or gold and white? You know, uh, one or the other. Uh, Viola Davis, she became the first black actress to win an Emmy in the best actress category. Uh, David Letterman left the late show. John Stewart left the daily show. And Zayn Malik left, anybody know? One Direction. Thank you, a 13 year old person who knew that. Uh, and I didn't even know who Zayn Malik was, but evidently he left One Direction, and that was a big deal to a lot of uh, young teenage girls. So anyway, um, 2015 will go down as the year that Charleston could not stay out of the news, honestly, uh, from police shooting in North Charleston uh, to the church shooting at Emmanuel AME uh, to the thousand-year rain and subsequent flooding. Uh, our city was hit hard in 2015. And yet, you know, what was amazing was how our city responded, you know, each and every time. We proved to the watching world that Charleston really is a special place uh, with special people. And that love really can change the world, one life at a time. Uh, in the music world, listen to these uh, titles. Uh, 
all right, blank space, girl crush, see you again, and thinking out loud are all up for Grammy Song of the Year. And if anyone over 40 in this room can name the singers of all of those songs, I've got a $20 bill for you in my pocket. So um, the most downloaded song in iTunes 2015 was, anybody know? Hello by Adele. Man, I love me some Adele, I do. She had a huge, uh, huge year, 2015. Uh, her uh, album, 25, was one of the top two iTunes albums. The second album, uh, top album in iTunes in 2015, surprisingly was by who? Another comeback, Justin Belieber. And uh, Purpose, yeah, there you go. Now, you probably know the, this, this one. The top three highest grossing films at the domestic box office this year were, now before you answer number one, it's kind of a trick question because number two will end up overtaking all movies probably of all time, but it was just based on where it was released, okay? So I'm trying to help you out here. So, so it's, not, it's not what, obviously? It's not Star Wars, hold on. But number one, anybody know what number one is? Jurassic, Jurassic World, 2015. Number two... Star Wars, of, co of course, and it looks like Star Wars is going to crush every record. Who has not seen the movie yet? Anybody not seen Star Wars? Okay, I haven't seen it yet either. Let's all go today. We're all going to go see Star Wars. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and then number three, anybody know the third highest grossing movie in 2015? Another superhero movie? The Avengers, Age of Ultron. In sports, for all of our sports fans here, in 2015, here are the champions, 2015. We had the Ohio State Buckeyes. It pains me even to say that. Anyway, um, the Duke Blue Devils, Kansas City Royals, the New England Patriots, and the Golden State Warriors, all reigning as respective champions. And yes, Clemson beat South Carolina in college football once again, went 14-0, and and we are headed to the national championship football game. And uh, we are the team to me. Anyway, um, in, my, in my own family, roll tide, what is that? Are you, a, are you an elephant, a tide, what is, I don't know, anyway, okay. In my own family, in my own family, without a doubt, the biggest event of 2015 was taking our daughter, our 24-year-old daughter, Lydia, uh, out on a cross-country road trip and dropping her off in Los Angeles uh, to pursue her dream of writing. Uh, my son Christopher turned 20, uh, completed another year of college at the College of Charleston, uh, got a job at the Charleston Music Hall. So if anybody's looking for tickets, see, see Christopher. By the way, he's not in here, so I'm going to say this. I'm so proud of him. You know, he's lost like 120 pounds in like the last... Um, so they usually edit my sermons. I'm not supposed to say much about them, but um, anyway, I'm proud of him. So um, my wife, Janet, continues to lead our children's ministry, and together we celebrated our 28th wedding anniversary. Um, it has been an unbelievable year uh, for me personally of growing and learning. And uh, I know I, I probably say this every year, but I, it really is the truth. Um, I feel like the more that I grow and learn as a pastor, the more I feel like I don't know and the more that I need to learn. 
And, uh, you know, I've been doing this now for 25 years as the pastor here at Coastal. And uh, all I know is that I still don't have anything figured out yet. And that God's not finished with us. And, you know, the best truly is yet to come. Uh, Here at Coastal in 2015, and here's just a snapshot. uh, We had an all-time attendance high of 774 people on Easter Sunday in three services. Yeah, this is my selfie on Easter Sunday underneath the tent uh, on our property. Uh, In 2015, a bunch of babies were born. Um, In 2015, we celebrated our church's 25th anniversary. The very next Sunday was a huge party. There you go. Filled with worship and speakers and a DJ and dancing and and great food and dancing. That was all like one song. I'm like, when is this thing going to end? That was like the longest song I've ever, you know, anyway. um, And then, uh, man, we we had more life groups and more people in life groups this past year than we've had in the history of our church. Uh, for the fifth year in a row, the fifth year in a row, we baptized over 50 people again. And uh, there's Whitney um, Obrecht coming out of the ocean. Um, a bunch of babies were born. Uh, on, January, on January the 13th, the trucks finally rolled onto our property and uh, we began uh, site work. And uh, in May, uh, we uh, poured the concrete and, and set the steel and uh, there's pictures of all that going up. Um, we continue to see and serve over 150 kids for vacation Bible school. Anybody remember this past year's VBS theme? Oh, Everest, right? Everest. And in a minute, you're gonna have those songs going through your head again. Um, we sent another group of people to Peru on a missions trip. There they are. Uh, we averaged over 400 in, a, in attendance for the first time for the entire year and broke uh, 500 uh, more than a half a dozen times, and a bunch of babies were born. Uh, uh, A large group of people here at Coastal uh, read through the Bible this year. Those of you uh, who did that, congratulations for sticking with it uh, the entire year. Um, We packed and stuffed around 150 shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child. We provided Christmas for over 40 kids at Oakland Elementary School through their angel tree. And we fed more families than I can count uh, through our food pantry. Um, When I say it out loud, and I just, you know, begin processing some of what happened this past year, it really is unbelievable. And honestly, honestly, and I want you to hear this loud and clear today. All of that is really just the tip of the iceberg. It really doesn't begin to highlight all of the ministry, all of the serving, all of the life change that happened and all the the life groups in our church and and in relationships in 2015. Now, this is probably gonna be kind of painful for me, but I'm actually gonna see how much you remember by quizzing you about all of the different sermon series that we did. So pull out your outline. Let's go through this kind of quickly. Um, and I'm going to make some, some commentary about each one of these series. But we kicked off the new year, 2015, with a series on the distinctives of our church called This Is How We Roll. Very good. Now, what does that mean? Let's stop for a second. What does that mean when you hear the phrase, this is how we roll? Well, it means, and this is what we did, is, is this is who we are. You know, this is why we do things the way we do them around here. This is what we're about. This is what, we're value. This is what we value. This is our culture. Because I believe that every church, every group, even every family, 
okay? You all have, we all have our own culture. Now, we, we were not saying that, you know, we're right and other churches are wrong and that this is the only way and this is the right way. We were simply saying, hey, this is who we are. This is our way. This is how we roll. By the way, you will never hear Pastor Chris criticizing uh, other churches or other pastors here in our community. We don't do that. That's, that's not how we roll, okay? Because I've learned, there's one thing I've learned in 25 years is this. If you come to Coastal and you badmouth and you criticize and you put down some other church in our community, probably within about six months, you'll, you'll have left this church, you'll be in another church putting down and criticizing our church and this pastor. So we don't do that here, okay? Uh, we're not in competition with other churches. If other churches preach Jesus, Jesus crucified, risen, risen from the dead, salvation by faith alone in the Bible as God's word, then we are on the same team, okay? Our common enemy is the evil one. Our competition is, is not other churches. Our competition is, let me see, um, the beach, the bars, the bed, you know. I mean, I don't care. Listen, if people go to New Spring or Charleston Baptist or Seacoast, in fact, I pray those churches grow. I pray they reach people for Jesus. I pray we do. I, I care if people go to St. Mattress, okay? That's where I care that people go or not. So what we did is we just looked at, you know, kind of the purposes of the church and said, well, this is what we're about. You know, this is our culture. And we talked about, uh, evangelism, we talked about small groups, uh, we talked about generosity, uh, worship, and serving. Uh, by the way, another thing that stands out to me in 2015, and I know I put this in my email this past week, but I want to say it again. The thing that stands out to me in 2015 about our church, or one thing, is the generosity of our church. I'm serious. From I mean, just think about it for a second. From completing our all-in giving campaign to the Christmas offering, to buying chairs, to Operation Christmas Child, to birthday gifts given to foster kids, to Oakland Elementary School, to our 25th anniversary, to our food pantry, to the countless other uh, projects and needs in our church and in our community. The generosity of Coastal Community Church blows me away. And it is not, it's not the, you know, the generous giving of a few it's the generous biblical giving of, of many. And uh, I, think, I think what's happening here at Coastal is that a lot of people really are beginning to understand that although we all can't give the same amount, we can all make the same sacrifice together. And more and more people are beginning to understand that every gift counts, that every gift matters. And they're beginning to understand, you're beginning to understand that it's consistent giving over time that makes a huge impact, and probably the greatest thing that I think people are beginning to understand is that more and more people are stepping out in faith and they're trusting God with their finances, trusting him to give the whole 10% tithe of their gross income, understanding that you can never outgive God, and if you take care of God's business, he will take care of yours. And I've seen that over and over and over again this past year, and it is truly amazing. The next series that we did, it was a relationship series. What was its name? Happily, happily Ever After with a big question mark. Is that even possible, right? 
Um, I love talking to people about relationships. I think if there's an area of our lives that we constantly need help with and that I could preach probably three or four series throughout the year, it's this area of our relationships. And I think, I think that's okay. I think the church um, ought to be a safe place where we can come and we can talk about what, the, what does the Bible have to say about love, about sex, about dating, about marriage. Um, you know, it's here that we ought to be able to take an honest, uncensored look at what the Bible has to say about that stuff. Um, that series took us right up to Easter Sunday uh, on April 5th, one of my favorite series of all time. We kicked off a new series entitled what? Just two words. Love Can. In fact, our band kicked off Easter Sunday with a Beatles song. Anybody remember the name of it? All I Need Is Love. Uh, because at Coastal, we really do believe that love can save Love can heal, love can redeem, love can forgive, love can restore, love can sustain, love can change the world. In fact, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14.1, it begins with, follow the way of love. Why? Because God is love. And so that series was all about uh, discovering what, what love can accomplish, who is God, and how does he want us to you know, open up a big old can of what? Love um, on our community. To kick off the summer, uh, we, we brought back a, a favorite. It is kind of a tradition here at Coastal in the summer. And what's it called? At the Movies, uh, where we use popular movies as a hook uh, to talk about spiritual truth, because I do think that the culture that we live in today gets a lot about gets a lot of what it believes about life, about God, about spirituality from the movies they watch and the music they, they listen to. Now, I don't think they get it right, but instead of condemning culture or ignoring culture or even imitating the culture, why not redeem culture? Why not engage the culture? And that's what I think Jesus did. And so that's what At The Movies was all about, except we did put a little twist on it this past year because typically we do look at uh, current popular movies. I didn't think there were a lot of great movies to look at. I was tired of looking at some of the same stuff. So I decided I was going to look at six of my own personal favorite movies of all time. So we used Rocky to talk about David and Goliath, The Godfather to talk about the sinful nature of man. Uh, on Father's Day, a man's sermon. Do you remember what the movie I looked at for Father's Day? It was Braveheart. Um, then we used Jaws talked about the story of Jonah, and uh, I had a message on hope, and we used a, a prison movie. What was that? Shawshank Redemption, another great movie. Um, and then uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark to talk about uh, the story of Joshua crossing the Jordan. Great movies. My wife said this year it has to be uh, women movies because those are all men movies. And uh, so she said, I've got to preach from uh, The Sound of Music and The Notebook. I'm like, there's no redeeming value in those movies whatsoever. <laughs> what? There's no subject matter there. Okay. So anyway, um, but we did have a great summer. Our students went to a student life camp at Wake Forest. I got a new grill. We fed the whole church one, one night. Um, we had a bunch of guests, and we had two uh, beach baptism services. And here's just a couple, couple of baptisms out there at the beach this summer. Um, our next sermon series was entitled Summer What? Summer Reading. 
And the idea is very similar to half the movies, except instead of using movies, we use books, and then I actually encourage you to read the books. Um, because at Coastal, we believe that leaders are readers. And so we use a half a dozen books, all great books, to see what the Bible has to say about certain subjects. And we talked about uh, self-worth and marriage and grace and finances and commitment. And then we kicked off the fall uh, with a football-themed series entitled Game On. We seem to like two-word series titles. We've got All In, Love Can, Game On. And, um, but the whole premise of this series began with this idea, and maybe this is an idea that uh, you needed to be reminded of and maybe even need to be reminded of today, um, that with God, it is never game over. I mean, no matter where you've been and what you've done and how bad it might seem, God's not finished with you and he's got a plan for your life. It's never game over. It's always game on. And we kicked off the series with a lot of fun. We'll definitely do that again, our, our tailgating competition. Um, but we talked about what it takes to build a great team and talked about getting out of the stands and getting down on the playing field. And I challenge you to be able to answer this question. What is my ministry here at Coastal? You know, where do I serve? This is my family. This is where I belong. So where's my ministry here? You know, one of the things we will never apologize about here at Coastal, and we will always emphasize, um, it is this, this idea of, of serving. You know, that, that we're trying to create a culture of volunteering, a culture of serving here. And there's no way that we could ever do what we've done and continue to do without the awesome volunteers that we have here at Coastal. But hear this loud and clear. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, we collectively are the body of Christ and, and each and every one of you is an important and necessary part of it. And when you are not playing your role, when you're not serving your part, then we're weaker because of it. In fact, Jesus said this um, in Matthew 10, 39. You know, we're all about life here. He said, if you cling to your life, you're gonna lose it. But if you'll give it up for me, you'll what? You'll find it. He said, you want to experience life and life abundantly, then serve me by serving other people. Uh, I then, uh, in, in that series, uh, I challenge you not to quit and to be faithful to, to the very end. That it's really not over until it's over. And what, what I'll never forget about that particular message that Sunday is because that's the week that what happened? Steve Spurrier quit. <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> But we closed out the series talking about uh, recruiting and that you know, defense wins, uh, wins championships, but recruiting builds dynasties. And that recruiting really is like evangelism. You know, uh, recruiting is all about relationships. That's what evangelism is. It's one friend you know, sharing with another friend what a difference Jesus has made in their life. And so it was, it was a good series, and uh, I really believe that we, we kicked off that football series, and that's why Clemson is 14-0. No. Anyway, um, just joking. The next series was uh, biographical in nature. And man, I love, I, I love preaching a, a series about you know, somebody's life in Scripture. And uh, over the years, I've done series on Moses and Job, Elijah, Joseph, Samson, Jonah, Nehemiah, 
And uh, this next series was on the life of Daniel, and we called it what? Brave. Brave. Um, and brave, and, and, and the life of Daniel, at least how the perspective we took on it, was that it was all about having the courage to stand up for your faith. And that there's no doubt we are living in a day and time when you're going to have to do that. You know, maybe in, maybe in a big way, but definitely in a small way, day by day just to stand up for your faith, to share your faith. Which brings us all the way to Christmas. Uh, as always, I love Christmas here at Coastal. And uh, this year, uh, what was the name of our series this year for Christmas? Presents. Presents, very good. Everything pointed and worked together uh, as we looked at uh, one verse of scripture and broke it down each Sunday, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Follow along as I read. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called, and now I want, you to, I want you to read these words with me, these phrases with me, these names of Jesus. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Uh, everything led up to Christmas Eve where we focused on that last uh, title given to Jesus, uh, the Prince of Peace. And we shared the gospel. And we saw over uh, 600 people in attendance in those four services. Well, Coastal, that was 2015. Uh, just a snapshot, just a, you know, in a, in a little nutshell. But the truth is, um, that's only part of the story. Because you, all of you, you are the rest of the story. You know, I... I don't have time, there's no way, you know, in 35 minutes to reflect on and to talk about everything that happened, every event, every life group, all the lives that were changed, all the relationships uh, that, that were either restored or the difficulties, the victories, the, the lessons that were learned. But here's why today is important. I think it gives us a moment as a church, yes, to, you know, to reflect on the past and to look back and, you know, to, to laugh a little bit, uh, to celebrate the past. I mean, man, God did some amazing things uh, through, uh, through his church family here at Coastal. And uh, so I think that's great. We ought to look at it and celebrate it and we ought to learn from it. But then I do think it's important that we turn that page that we close that chapter and that we move forward. You see, our natural tendency, and this is true of, of families, this is true of individuals, it's definitely true of churches. The natural tendency is to dwell in the past, uh, to, to live there. And uh, you, know, you always hear churches talk about you know, the good old days or the glory days. Or, you know, and they always want to reflect and talk about, you know, and there's nothing wrong with celebrating and remembering. But man, we got to make sure that you know, we realize that the best is yet to come. And that God still has a plan. He still has a mission for all of us. And he's not finished with us yet. You know, and because all that does, you know, getting stuck in the past, all that does is keep, keep you from experiencing all that God has for you today. All that God wants to accomplish through you tomorrow. Now, and I know I made a lot of jokes today about, you know, Clemson, and, but uh, I actually got a, um, 
a, a t-shirt uh, for Christmas this past week. This just show you how sometimes sad some Clemson fans can be. I got a shirt that says, party like it's what? Anybody know? 1981. Now, truthfully, that's a little sad, isn't it? I mean, and why, why, why does it say? Because that's the last time, you know, Clemson won the national championship. And I know, you know, going to the game, I'm thinking, man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, I hope it's not. You know, I hope it's not. But I can say, well, at least it's a once-in-every-34-year opportunity. But, uh, but, but people do that, don't they? I mean, that's our natural tendency is just to live in the past, get stuck in the past. And you can never experience what God has for you today. You know, some of you today, um, you're stuck in the past because of um, some pain in your life and some difficulty. And the truth is, uh, you're never going to live in the moment. You're never going to move forward and, and, and see exactly all the wonderful things God, God has planned for you until forgiveness is offered. And uh, by the way, forgiveness has nothing to do with that person or that, um, that individual. It's got a lot more to do with you. But we get stuck. In fact, Isaiah 43, 19, 18 and 19, I want to close with these two verses. It says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And the word dwell there, man, it's, it's like uh, setting up a residence, you know, digging in, living, getting stuck. He says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And he's saying it in a way in, in which it's, he's really saying, you're missing it. You see, forget the former, don't live in the past because I'm doing something new. Now it springs up. Man, I love this. Now it springs up. Don't you see it? Don't you perceive it? And he says, I'm making a way in the desert, streams in the wasteland. What's he saying there? I'm bringing life to death. Man, Coastal, that's, that's what we're to be about, right? Sharing and experiencing life. And I think one of the messages for us as we begin the new year is always, God's doing a new thing. It is springing up all around us. Do you want to be a part of it or not? Because the Bible says that God is searching to and fro, looking for people whose hearts are fully devoted to him. And if it's not going to be you, if it's not going to be us, guess what? He'll just move on to the next church, the next group of people who will say, God, I see it. I perceive it. I want to be a part of it. Use me. In fact, the same principle is shared by the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3. No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all that I should be. I hope that describes everybody in this room, right? God's not done with anybody here yet. But I am focusing all of my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal, or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. 
From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.